for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and may he be glorified. And, you know, sitting still four feet from me uh, on this wonderful Tuesday is Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning, sir. And uh, we're cruising along with you folks. We're working on the life of Christ and so much going on. We'd ask continued prayers for Kevin and his coach situation that uh, the Lord would provide and that it would get done quickly and he'd be back out on the road with that. And and uh, the word of the day is crucified. But before we don't, before we do that, we want to go ahead and ask these real tough biblical questions. And uh, this one again is from Moses' time. Here it says, "What golden image is the Israel?" Israelites make at Mount Sinai? It was a calf. A golden calf. Can you think about that? So, you know, let's gather up everybody's earrings and wedding rings and anything they got, and let's make a golden Mm -hmm. cat to worship. Can you imagine how that must have made God feel? You know, out of everything you can make, you make this dirty animal, (laughs) (laughs) this animal that has multiple stomachs and chews on its own cut. And people are out there, they're worshiping this golden, and that's not where we're going today, folks, but that just bugs me. And uh, we find ourselves today talking about crucified. Crucified's a big deal. It was a terrible, tormenting way to kill somebody. It was a terrible way to impose a death sentence. So the idea behind crucifixion, as you know, is they build this cross so they can nail your arms and your feet to a cross. And basically, you, you're you there, you're starving to death, you're bleeding to death if you're lucky. Uh, your lungs start collapsing in on themselves. It's hard for you to breathe. Every terrible thing you could ever think about is going on. They're scourging him. They're making fun of him. And, and, and crucified, it matters, folks. It matters that Christ was crucified for us. This word matters. This word matters when we're having our bad days. This word matters when uh, we're having our good days. Honestly, we need to remember what Christ did for us, and he was crucified for us, and and uh, and he was crucified for you. He was crucified for me, and things to remember, folks, is he was crucified for every pair of eyes you'll ever look into in your entire entire life. And over in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter 1 and verse 23, so uh, Paul's talking to the church there at Corinth, and he's telling them, you know, stop the junk, stop the crazy stuff. This is why we're a church. This is what we do. And, and folks, we need to lock in 1 Corinthians one twenty-three. but we preach Christ crucified. And, and he says, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. This isn't a rational thing. There's nothing rational about God. He's uh, God. He's above all that. And it all becomes rational and makes perfect sense. What Pascal said many years ago in his book when uh, writing about Christ, if you want to lead anyone to the Lord, the first thing you got to do is make the Lord rational. And I'm like, wait a minute. Mm. You know, we don't have to make the Lord anything, you know. (laughs) He's God, not us. He gets to be whatever he wants to be. It sounds good. It sounds intellectual. But we serve this great God that was crucified for us. We serve this great God who took care of us on the cross there at Calvary. And when you think of the word crucifixion or being crucified, what do you think of, Kevin? I think of the worst, the worst capital punishment known to man. And wow. that God chose 
that means. I mean, he could have come down when they were just hanging people by the neck. He would have come down. He could have come down when they were being beheaded, which yeah. was, you know, a, a, a guillotine. If he came, a lot better the, way to go. If he came during the French Revolution and they had that that thing set up, it would have been whoop and then done, and his blood would have been shed and he would have died. But he came to suffer, and you know, the Bible says that he is a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Uh, and we so we esteem him stricken and afflicted, smitten of God. So he came down in that whole. I mean, what what do you call the, tr- the 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 cross? You call the trauma of the cross because it wasn't a clean death. It was a traumatic. He was beaten. I mean, you talk about you were talking about. Uh, I don't know if it was on on the air or if it was privately talked about a restaurant where they're beaten on food in the uh, in Germany. I think it was yeah. on the air yesterday. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when they're beaten on food, when you traumatize, when you take a meat tenderizing hammer and you just beat on something, you're actually damaging that already dead meat but you take someone that's alive when i think of crucifixion and the scourging beforehand and the crown of thorns and not only did he say okay um, you know prop me up nail me to the cross tie me to the cross whatever i'll suffocate and my heart will you know go through all of the uh the 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 edema and and so forth he said i uh, will go through a scourging and a crown of thorns and humiliation and being hung up naked and put through just unimaginable unspeakable you weren't able to look at it. we hit her as it were our faces from him isaiah 53 says yeah. so we're talking about that the savior when i think of the crucifixion i think of the savior suffering exponentially higher really infinitely infinite pain infinite suffering infinite shame because he took care of the sins of everyone of all time and he did it not for his own self but for you and me wow that's good stuff right there and and you know when we think about god don't ever stop don't ever stop thinking about that crucifixion. Don't ever stop what he did for you. Make that a big part of your life. You're looking for something to be part of your identity? That's part of your identity. We find ourselves in the book of John chapter 12. We continue on looking at the life of Christ and how the life of Christ affects our lives, how it makes us better, how we can learn from Christ's life. We, we're studying through the book of John right now. We're going to be all over the I bet you this thing takes a year, but that's okay. You know what, folks? If there's any person or God you want to learn about take a year it's okay and uh, this is this is the college of god's life right here and of christ's life it's a big deal and uh, so we find ourselves in in john chapter 12 starting in verse 29 going through 33 today the people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered others said an angel spake to him jesus answered and said the voice came not because of me but for your sakes now is the judgment of this world and shall the prince of this world be cast out and i listen to this if i be lifted up from the earth will draw all men unto me this is said signify what thou desirest to me and there's so much going on isn't there you know we look at this and he's talking to his father about glorifying his name from yesterday and that thundering response shows up and that mysterious voice the voice that's only from god it was a thunderous response only god can make thunder only god can do that i uh, i was watching in this past week uh, there was a death of a huge tv star 
a, a guy named Matthew Perry. And along Matthew Perry's journey in the last couple of years, he went through the 12-step program, among other things. And he, he mentions, and I, and I hope it's true, that he was saved on a particular day that he believed in God. And when being interviewed, I found this one thing very helpful to me. Someone asked him, why do you believe in God? Give me one proof that you believe in God. And as he sat on the veranda looking over the ocean, he said, would you do me a favor? Would you go out there and stop the waves? You know, folks, <laughs> only Christ can make the thunder. Only God can stop the waves. Only God hey, can man. make the thunder. I'm going to draw all men onto me is what it's saying, Kevin. If you believe in me, I know what I'm doing here. There's a purpose for what I'm doing. There's a purpose. We talked last week on Friday about having a purpose in our life. God's saying there's a purpose, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yes. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to me. So, the purpose was to draw people to himself, and the, his purpose coming to earth then was to make that happen by being lifted up. You know, so often, Doug, as you were talking, I was thinking about how we talk about we got to lift up Christ, we must lift up Christ, and that's true. But really, in the book of John, what we're reading, even back in the book of John chapter 3, it says, as a serpent was lifted in the, as Moses lifted the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's talking about being lifted up to die, being lifted up on a, on a cross, and <clears throat> being lifted up from the earth. And yes, we do need to lift up Christ in glory and in praise and in all of those things. But we have to remember that we're lifting up the crucified Savior. Yes, he is the risen Savior, but he's not a superstar. Superstars, uh, you know, I like, I like uh, to me, a star, a Hollywood superstar is one that well portrays someone of great character who lays really lays down his life willingly. You're John Wayne kind of guy who just says, I'm going to go out and face, uh, you know, unspeakable odds to, to win this battle if it costs me my life. So that person becomes, you know, as it were, earns, earns that, that, that star to me. Jesus Christ is... When he is lifted up, he is the one who has died. Uh, I saw a lamb standing on Mount Zion as it had been slain, it says in the book of Revelation, John said. And when we see Jesus Christ, you know, when I see someone on stage, when I see a preacher being lifted up, I want, I want to see Jesus. I want to see the cross. Yeah, folks, we're going to go right back to Kevin and let him finish up on that thought right there. We'll be right back with you. Make sure you hang with us. Thank you. return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements. Kevin was just getting to the meat and wrapping up there. And he says, when I see a preacher and I had to look at him and say five seconds. So, anyway, brother. <laughs> well, I appreciate you doing that. Yeah. I actually remember I went to a big meeting years ago. It was a huge camp meeting, thousands, a couple thousand people there. And I remember a keynote speaker. It was, I mean, he was a good preacher and he said some good things, but he was one of these celebrity style preachers and, and seemed to carry himself with an, 
self-appreciation. And I just remember by the end of the service, of course, some of these camp meetings can get really on. And so by the time it was done, there was hooping and hollering and, and some of it was good. I believe some was in glorifying to God, but the preacher was standing on the pulpit, just kind of looking out like he was <laughs> on top of a cloud and just, you know, as it were, smelling the glory. But, you know, the problem is it's we're not glorified. We are not, you know, we will be glorified because we are united with him in, in his death, burial, and resurrection. We are, in the, we are, partakers, are partakers of the glory to come, it says. However... You know, unfortunately, that individual really ended up a disappointment in, uh, in many ways over the years. So I just want to say, when I see the, you know, the stars up front in Christianity, you know, just slinging that electric guitar, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with a guitar in church or something like that, but they're just up there, and people are screaming at a concert, and I'm just thinking, where is the lifting up of Jesus Christ, the crucified one? I get it. They may be singing about the cross and all that, and in that case, I think it's it's good, but too often, I think we look at the person and lift them up without recognizing that Jesus Christ could only be lifted up because he laid it all on the line. He was that battle warrior who just went out into the throes of death and said, I don't care if I ever taste glory, I'm going to do my father's will. And because of that, because he laid it all on the line, the father exalted him and he never exalted himself. So let's go ahead and lift him up and let God do the same through Amen. us. Amen. We serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. You know, mm. <laughs> praise God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when when I think, I was thinking for a minute while you were speaking, Kevin, and certainly we've all seen these knuckleheads who, <laughs> who glorify themselves over that of God. And, yeah. and uh, you know, there's, there's two kinds of preachers I find in this world that drive me crazy. There's a hundred kinds of preachers, <laughs> but there's two kinds. There's self-appreciation, there's self-deprecating, you know. <laughs> I, those two things right there, they, they meant, I just want to slap the guy. When someone starts preaching like that, I want to go up there and grab him by the neck and just belt him. And uh, it's about God. It's not about us. It's, yeah. You know, you it's, it's all right to say, hey, I've been through some junk. And don't stand there and minute after minute, second after second, yeah. tell me how bad and miserable your life is because yep. you serve God and you're no good. And, you know, you go into the garden to dig some worms. Stop it. Mm. Grow out of that, man. But, Amen. you know, when we think about the crucifixion, the other thing we got to think about is what the atonement that came out of that, right? We we, we got to think that, yeah. you know, and the redemption. I mean, mm -hmm. so much happened in that crucifixion. So we started off, we talked about the word crucified. And, and, and there's another side. Kevin was hitting on that, how we should be worshiping and how we should be pointing people to God, how it should be about God. How and, and I think if anybody jumps on a pulpit, that should be means to stand up and throw a hymn book at them. Don't throw your Bible. <laughs> I just think I, you got my permission to do that. Now, it may not pass state law where you live at, so be careful, you know, checking the state law before you throw a, a hymn book at anybody, but maybe one of those big majesty ones or something like that. Just whip it. Hit them right upside the noggin. But again, you check local laws in your community to make sure that's okay. But if we look at the other side of crucifixion, the other side is salvation. 
The mm-hmm. other side, you know, we think about the terrible death. We think about the death penalty. We think about the way to go, getting to the point where your lungs aren't uh, bringing in enough air. There's not enough oxygen. Your heart start, well, starts pumping blood quicker, trying to, and your body starts shutting down. You start turning colors. Your hands hurt. Your feet hurt. Your legs hurt. It's terrible. Mm. But, folks, something came out of that. And, uh, you know, some redemption came out of that. And, uh, folks, redemption's everything to be redeemed, to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you've done that today, make this a day where crucifixion means something to you. Make this a day where crucifixion is all about crucifixion. Today, hey, I serve a risen Savior. He's in the mm. world today. Walk around singing that. You know that song, Kevin? I serve a risen mm-hmm. Savior. He's in the world today. What comes next? I know that he is living, whatever men may say. Uh, and, and then there's the rest. <laughs> in the, in the, and it ends up because he's in my heart or something. Yeah. Folks, you ask me how I know he lives. Yeah. He, he lives within my heart. heart. Now, if there was any chance of all us being in tune with each other, it was just God. I just want to yeah. be in tune with you. It had nothing to do with me. Praise God. Uh, but think about what God did for our humanity, Kevin. Think mm. about what God did for Kevin. Think about what God did for Doug. Mm. Think about what God did. And, and if we put that, there's a humility that comes along with understanding redemption there's a humility that comes along with understanding the price that was paid we've been bought with a terrible price the bible tells us kevin this is this isn't easy stuff here yeah yeah you know there are some of the brethren out there say that we we rob god's glory if we say that that we made a decision for for christ but really down through the ages the provision is all of God, and then He, yes, He does. He draws us. We just read, "No man can come uh, to the Father except the Spirit draw him." And it says, "I will draw all men unto myself." So there's two sides of that. That's a that's a side issue there. We're going yeah. to get into, but yeah, the, yes, the Father must draw us, but He will draw all people. So the, the the He is the true light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. So we don't have to worry about whether we're the chosen or the frozen. We can just say God is drawing me. But here's the, and so He gets the glory. But when He makes a provision, all we have to do is accept it. And so down through the ages, you talk about the crucifixion of Christ, the Passover lamb of which Jesus is the fulfillment was provided. And the people just had to slay the lamb. They All they had to do is say, this is, uh, I choose this atonement. I, I need to go through tonight. This is the Passover. There's going to be a kill in the night of everyone except those that have an atonement. And folks, the time is coming when when the, the end of all things is near and only those that have an atonement, only those that have a sacrifice going into eternity, going into this time to come, the very near coming of Jesus Christ, the very near end of all things, we have to go into that knowing that we have set our hand upon an atonement. We've identified with Jesus Christ. That is our only hope. He is our our sacrifice. It was made for me. I have no other, uh, no, no amount of sorrow, grieving, no amount of forcing myself to mean it. It's all what he provided. And just simply receiving that gets us glory for eternity because at that point, the sin issue is settled. 
You know, that's where it's at, folks. And there's an excitement with that. Not only, uh, you know, uh, not only with Kevin, not only with me, but you should be excited about that. And, you know, we use that word identity. We we don't throw that word identity out there to be popular or to be current or uh, or things like that. We we put that word out there because people know what your identity is, whether you use that word Mm -hmm. or not. Mm -hmm. People know what your purpose is, whether or not you use that word. Uh, People know, uh, you know, what your understanding is. People people know what your priorities are. So, you know, make Christ your identity. And, and folks, you don't have to uh, hang one of those fish with Jesus on it behind your desk for people to know you serve God. They should say, you don't need to be carrying around a Bible and, and, and wearing your best Sunday shirt. No, no, people should know it. They should know that, that there's something different about you, that God's mm. doing something in your life. And that all happened because of a crucifixion that took place a couple thousand years ago. <laughs> It all happened because God loved you so much that he gave his only begotten son. And, and folks, prioritize those things. Make that your identity. It has nothing to do with you. We don't jump up on pulpits and say, look, God's made me a good speaker. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. And again, throw a hymn book as long as your state law allows for it. And I don't think it does. But we sure do love you, folks. We hope you have a great day. And uh, make sure you come back tomorrow, Wednesday. Wednesday's a great day to be studying your Bible. So is Tuesday. Hop in that thing today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.